there! Welcome to season number four, episode number 20 of Sports Fellowship with Fox and Frank. I'm Dan Fox. And I'm Frank Knight. Hey, Frank, how are you? Wunderbar. That's good. You all recovered from the big snowstorm we got this week? Oh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, You know what? You know the big hill coming up George Street, right? Yes. I got stuck on it. Ooh. Right at the apartments. Okay. And uh, couldn't make it up anymore because a slip thing was coming on to my screen. Right. And so I just pulled into the apartments, waited a little bit until a bunch of people went up and down. I was really waiting for the plow, but it never came. Finally, I got the uh, courage to pull out again and got right up that hill. But I don't know what I was thinking going up that hill. Yeah, it's quite steep. Those of you who aren't familiar, it's a steep hill. And uh, it would be somewhat treacherous in inclement conditions. So uh, this is the Michael Jack Schmidt episode, the greatest third baseman that's ever lived. Let's not exaggerate. Who's a better third baseman than him? Jackie Robinson. Jackie Robinson played second base. (laughs) Uh, A-Rod is not a better third baseman (laughs) by a long shot. Brooks Robinson is what I meant to say. And Uh, no, I don't think he was better. Uh, anyway, Pete Rose. Pete Rose played first. All time hits leader. Played third, though. Played a little third, but he played first mainly. I'll keep thinking of stuff. Um, also with us is um, our <clears throat> enigma of a dear friend, Jason, a.k.a. Hookie Mahorsky, the People's Podcaster, the Voice of Reason, and a bunch of other things. Doc, How are you, Hook? Fine. Hey, Doc. Just, Just fine? Yep. Okay. A little hungry, but that's fine. Yeah. Well, we can satisfy that later. If only we, we had. P- if only we had pizza. So, <laughs> I think we'll take care of that in a little bit. So, <clears throat> little roadmap for where we're going tonight. I'd like to talk about the Baseball Hall of Fame and the uh, players that are going to be inducted this summer in Cooperstown, New in York. Coopersburg. No, Cooperstown, New York. Coopersboro. And so, our isn't it Coopersville? Are you gonna use? Are you gonna use your Manning joke now? Which Manning joke? The one you made. The- Cooper Manning. Who? <laughs> <laughs> you know the one that Caesar likes the best. Caesar. In the commercials. Anyway, Caesar so- salad. It's like twenty-seven words. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I haven't seen that commercial. Yes, you have. Yes, you. I literally have. I have no idea what you guys are talking about. Anyway, so I'd like to talk about. Is it about the salad? The. The Baseball Hall of Fame and how Fred McGriff, the crime dog, and Scotty Rowland are the, only crime t- dog. are the only two players Ren Tin Tin? that get into the Hall of Fame this year. Dan, are you talking about Ren Tin Tin? No, because McGruff is the crime dog. What? There was a, a series of commercials that were on in the late 1980s and the 1990s about uh, encouraging children to not get involved in crime Take a and everything. Take bite out of crime. Right. And to report crimes if they see them, and so Do you it was think this dog. Children it was, it was an animated witnesses? dog. It was an animated dog in a trench coat who was kind of looked like a detective, and they called him. He called. He was McGriff. I actually the know. Crime dog. I actually McGruff. know several de- de- detectives. Yeah, McGruff, you're right. I actually know several detectives, and none of them wore trench coats. Well, anyway, so therefore, when Fred McGriff C-Temp's came to popularity, a, a de- detective now. When when Fred McGriff, Did the baseball player came to popularity, they called him the crime dog, because McGruff and McGriff are very close to each other. Did you know that C. C. Temps had... Congratulations, Chris. That sounds wonderful. He doesn't listen to this. I I wish you nothing but success. I I love you as a dear friend, and I'm very thankful for... It's actually something we can add to the list, because he told me that there's three desks in that office and only two detectives, so the other desk is for me. He'll, (laughs) He'll have to listen to this episode now. I mean... Yeah. So... Basically a detective. Shout out to Chris and Amy and their lovely little girls. So, yeah. Not only a doctor, but a detective. So anyway, we want to talk about that briefly. And then uh, just want to sort of reflect back on conference uh, on the uh, conference weekend. Wait, it wasn't conference weekend. How'd Dallas do? It was called, it was divisional weekend. How'd Dallas do? Not great. What happened? Well, we'll talk. Ex, we'll ex, do extra points. We'll do an autopsy on the Cowboys. We uh, sh- should have a segment of the show called Extra Points. Okay, what would what would we talk about in Extra Points? I don't know, but I just feel like you guys would miss a lot. So we would be the Cowboys kicker of the segment. Correct. Okay. 
Maher. The Brett Maher. Now I get it. Okay. <laughs> Thanks, Hook. Um, and you would be the butt, talk- the butt kicker of um, of the segment. I am the butt kicker all the time. Or or the uh, suit cup. <laughs> the, the the Ryan suck up. Suck up. <laughs> yeah, I'd li- I'd like it if you'd be the suck up and like suck up to me once in a while and and stuff. So you know, I think I'd like that. I don't get it. So anyway, uh, take a look back at divisional weekend. And uh, kind of do a little bit of an autopsy on some of the oh, teams Oh, good thing there's a detective lost. here then. Uh-huh. A doctor. Uh-huh. It's the doctor part. I'm of a doctor and a detective. And then we the one. So I can tell you who killed him. We want to uh, celebrate the teams that won. It was Jared Jones. And look forward to. Uh, All but one. Look forward to conference championship weekend this coming weekend. It's a uh, very. Are we talking ex- about hockey at all? No. Yeah. Hook, what would you like to talk about in hockey? The Devils. Go ahead. T- tell us about the New Jersey Satans. They're good, man. The New Jersey Princes of Darkness. They're doing great. The New Jersey Beelzebubs. They're not Rocking in first it. place, but they are good. They are very good. Playing playing a little coy here. Not trying to be in first right away, but it's all about how you finish. Always. The Carolina Panthers in the Metropolitan Division are in first place with 68 points. Are they? I the thought New it was Jer- a hurricane. You're right. I said Panthers, didn't I? You did, and that's okay, the football. Yes, there is a yeah. Panthers hockey team. I don't. Yes. Do, do you think it'd be cool if one city had the same mascot for every team? Yeah, there used to be the St. Louis Cardinals in football and baseball. Like, like a high school doesn't have different mascots for different sports, you know? Right. I think cities should do that. Well, it's. Uh, I apologize. Thank you for pointing that out, Hookie. It it is the it, Carolina Hurricanes. If there's anything I'm good at, it's correcting you. I'm offended wrong. by that. And then, people get hurt in hurricanes. Then there are they are two points ahead of the New Jersey Satans. I didn't want to diverge from the topic, but I had to make sure that you, you were on the right track there. But the New Jersey Satans are a whopping six, 17 points ahead of the Philadelphia Flyers. Thank you for divulging that information, Dan. Oh, man, the Flyers are still abysmal. Abysmal. New coaching, new coaching staff, same old turd. Oh, well. Turd? Yeah. Turd Ferguson? No, they're the Flyers are a turd. Turd Ferguson. Wise. So they're not good. No, it's painful. So who do you a have? Painful any, turd. I've had those. <laughs> do you have any strong thoughts on the NBA? What's happening there? Yeah, um, I do actually. Um, I think that um, there's too much bouncing the ball. I mean, you need more passing and less dribbling. Um, I don't. I think that makes it more of a team sport. I think they should just be able to carry the ball around and not well, have to bounce it at all. They basically do. True. LeBron gets away with it anyways. Well, supposedly the referees had a referendum this year to start calling more traveling and palming the ball. And have they been? Is, 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 that what, is, that, is that why it's called a referendum? No. A referendum is when you try to, you know, correct something. It's like a... Over an expanded an expanded thing, but but does a but does the term referee and ref, referendum come from the same root they word? They don't. They don't. But the referees technically try to correct things, don't they? Yeah, but a re, the referendum's different. So the how's it different? Uh, the they're both trying to correct. NBA is trying to clamp down on some of that and make the game a little more watchable in that following the rules of the game um, and stuff, and so. Supposedly there has been more traveling called. Supposedly there has been more palming called, but not in big spots. As usual, the the referees are swallowing their whistles uh, when it comes to big spots. I can see them choking on that. That'd be hard to swallow a whistle, Dan. Have you ever tried it? <laughs> no, I don't plan to either. That'd be a fun segment of the show as well. <laughs> Dan swallows a whistle? Yeah. <laughs> um, no, we're not going to go that way. Um, extra that, points it, is much more likely than uh, than Dan swallows a whistle. It doesn't have to be a big whistle, Dan. So, like no. a dog whistle. Start there first for the first segment. <laughs> no, I think we're going to pass on that. So anyway, uh, the NBA, in my opinion, is somewhat unwatchable uh, with all the wokeness and everything going on. And so the NBA has really turned me off. I do like college football, college basketball. I do like college basketball much more, but Duke. it's hard to get into college basketball until after the NFL and as we crank up for the tournament. That's when I really get interested in college basketball. 
Plus, you have to be a college student to get into it. No, you can pay your money and get into it. No, yeah, you have to have um, eligibility to be in. Well, even when I had eligibility, um, there was no way I was getting in. Really? Yeah. I lived on the basketball dorm at college for a year. I could see you playing for uh, ESU, though. No, I lived on the college dorm. I can definitely see it. And and there were times where the guys from the, who played on the team like snuck us into the gym where the games were played, and we would just you know go play some full court with them, basically playing playing with us rather than actually mm. like really intensely playing. And the the players that sat on the very end of the bench and never got in were like so tremendously good compared to us. They just like crushed and destroyed us. I'm sure. I have a question, Dan. Yes. Do you feel like all your cups add a flavor of garlic to every drink? <laughs> Why do you ask, Hook? This tastes like garlic uh Coke Zero. Um I cannot vouch for that. I've you used that. Sip? Co- I, I I've only drank it out of this side. I've I want to try it. I've only uh, use that cup uh, for iced tea. Maybe Brian so, concocted something in that cup. That's what he's implying. <laughs> that's what he's implying. That Brian may have used it for his master tonic. It's like a garlic taste to it. <laughs> well, I can't verify. I keep drinking it, but. I cannot verify that. So, yeah, the NBA is tough smell to watch. Smell it, so. actually. You might be able to smell it. I'm good. That's okay, because you're going to, like, dump it on my face like or something. It. Here, you can hold it. I just want <laughs> so, you to smell it. I so. feel like I can smell it more than I can taste it, actually. It's this side? That's the side I drink out of. I know, but that's the side where you... you okay. Well, like, you smell either side, Dan. Smell, I do not smell garlic. Maybe it's just me. It usually is. So, anyway, then... I smell pretty strong. You want to smell, Frank? So, really. let's dive into this here, um, into the Baseball Hall of Fame. So... The Baseball Hall of Fame had their final voting for the 2023 inductees. You might want to explain to the listeners what the Baseball Hall of Fame is. No. It's a museum in Cooperstown, New York, and it's a wonderful place to visit. I thought it was Coopersburg. No, it's Cooperstown. Frank and I are going there this summer. He already promised me. We're going. I bet you guys want pizza, too. Probably. We'll we'll invite you who whether or not you go with us is a different you thing. Won't invite but me. We'll invite you. Just like you didn't invite me to your Super Bowl party. So there's a Super Bowl party? I don't know what you're talking about, Hook. Um so anyway, the the baseball hall of fame in Cooperstown, New York. You don't is, smell garlic in this. <laughs> so they made their <laughs> uh, their selection. The only player that got elected the traditional way into the Hall of Fame this year was uh, third baseman Scott Rowland. Um, and then Fred McGriff was elected by the contemporary players, the contemporary players group. That's a new thing that they've elected. There's an old-timers group that uh, a bunch of older baseball players um, uh, is able to pick someone to go into to go into the Hall of Fame. And then there's now a new contemporary players group, and they... They select the contemporary players selected Fred McGriff, okay. uh, the crime dog. He's a good player. Yes, good player. And Scott Rowland was a good player, but mm-hmm. I don't think either of them deserved to be in the Hall of Fame, to be honest with you. You think Fred McGriff should be in charge of busting people for steroids? Well, that's one of the arguments, actually, is that the, they both played in the steroid era and neither of them put up gaudy numbers. During the steroid era, so it, it's very it, neither of them in any way, shape, or form were associated. That's in, not what I meant. With, I meant with steroids, because well, he is a crime. What I'm dog. saying is that it seems like the the writers have lowered the bar on the steroid era to accept two guys that were not in any way connected to steroids or any accusations of steroids during their career, yeah. in order to allow them into the Hall of Fame. Rollins took steroids. Did either of them win uh, World Series? Yes, they both won World Series. All right, so I'm sure it factors in. Even they though... both won one World Series. The Roll, uh, Scotty Rowland played for the Phillies, I believe, for eight years, and then he became a free agent and uh, went to the St. Louis Cardinals, and he won a World Series with the Cardinals, and he, then he finished his career with the San Diego Padres. Um, Scott Rowland was never an MVP 
Um, never a batting champion, never a home run champion, um, never even an RBI champion. He was um, like a six or seven time gold glover at third base. Um, but in my opinion, he was a very good player, maybe even an all-star level player, mm -hmm. but he was not a Hall of Fame player, in yeah. my opinion. I, I just, you know, from having watched baseball over the years, I wouldn't have thought so either, but I'd like to see his numbers. And it's not, and, and, and I'm not saying this because um, the way he left Philadelphia was a, he, he was not, he, it was not on good terms. Uh, the Phillies had offered him a, um, the Phillies had offered him an opportunity to sign a long-term agreement uh, there, and he uh, rejected their agreement. So he, I remember that, and so there, there was not an amicable split there. And there was even say. a point where, when he was ready to leave St. Louis, there was talk about him going back to Philly. Didn't happen, right? So he, Philly was pretty good then. He had a total of. 2,077 hits. He hit a total of 316 home runs. Um, he had a total of 1,287 um, 1, RBI, and he played from, from 1996 through 2012. So he played for 16, 16 years. years. Yeah. Uh, I was I'm mistaken. He'd played for the Phillies, the Cardinals, the Blue Jays, then the, finished with the Reds. Um, so some of these guys they end up being what they call compilers, and he definitely was not. When you look at their overall numbers, but I was just going to say that his numbers don't jump out at you, right? So I personally am not. Uh, it's not the Hall of Good. I was just going to say that it's the Hall of Great. And Scott Rowland, is, uh, I have a great deal of respect for him as a player and a man, but I'm sorry, he's not a Hall of Fame worthy. Had a couple of years, over 100 RBIs, three, four, four years. You know, you look for those kind of numbers. Like you said, he wasn't a big home run hitter. I mean, for Fred McGriff, he did hit 493 home runs, so that's yep. almost to the magic 500 number. And in terms of hits... He almost had 2,500 hits. Um, so to me, you can make a, an, an argument for Fred McGriff much more convincingly than you can for Scott Rowland. Yeah. Hook, do you have any strong feelings about this? Yeah, this is boring. Hook, what do you think? Uh, uh, do, what, what do you think makes someone a Hall of Famer? Uh, you just know instantly. You say somebody's name, you should know instantly. Okay, so. It's a Hall of Famer. You so you're saying the criteria is that their greatness should should basically be obvious. Be obvious. Okay. Well, on, uh, in that I don't vein, think there should be a set number every year. Well, in that vein, no, can I, I ask you? I, and I'd like you to answer this seriously and not That's with your all I ever do. not with your typical hooky. All I ever do is uh, answer candor. serious. Um, yeah. Give me something serious, and I will answer it. Uh, Alex Rodriguez, Hall, Hall of, Famer. of Famer. Oh, stop it! Greatest third baseman of all of time, Dan. In your opinion. In everybody's it's not his opinion. opinion. He's no, just saying that to not. tweak me. No, because last time we, last time we got on this subject, I asked a him. Fraud. I asked him to make to find me uh, to name a better. He said Alex Rodriguez, and then I said I find a list where he's number one. And who spent All like like fifteen minutes looking through finding list after list because Mike Schmidt kept consistently being number one. Mike Schmidt is not like I don't even know who that is. I, if, if Mike Schmidt walked in here right now, I wouldn't know who he was. Well, you'd know who he was by my reaction, <laughs> by the fact that I acted like I was like seven years old again. There's a lot of guys that can walk in here and get you to do that. Not really. Yeah, there is. Okay, name a few. Roger Stallback? Yes. Jerry Falwell? Yes. All right, well, we're off to a good start. <laughs> Eric Lindros? No. You love Lindros. I do not love Lindros. Um, Charles Billingsley? No, that's you. <laughs> um, let me keep going here. Um, Ryan Howard. No. You love him. You you think he didn't take steroids? Chase Utley, yes. Chase Utley, yes. Not Ryan Howard. Colby Calais. Not a big Chase well, Utley yeah, fan. Colby Calais, yes. Yeah. So. How, how uh, can you Schwimmer. Not... Schwimmer. Oh, from from friends? Yeah. No. Yeah, you would. No, I would not. You would. You, you you're gonna act like nothing's happening. 
No. Well, I, I mean, I, I wouldn't dislike meeting him, but... Downplaying it's it? not... Jesus? Well, of course, Jesus. Okay, well, this, <laughs> I mean, this I, when, is getting... When I meet Jesus, I intend to spend a long, uh, quite a while loving on him and wrapping my arms around like him. Like Jesus alone? This is getting to be a pretty long list here, Dan. So... Well, some of them are, are in, my, in my opinion, very understandable. Well, I'm just saying, it didn't I take mean, long Jesus. to establish a list here. Imagine if uh, Pat Mahomes walked in the room right now. Right, Ale- Alexander Who Hamilton. Who would be the schoolgirl then? I'll give you Alexander Hamilton. I'll even give you George Washington. What if Alexander Hamilton walked in here bleeding? He would immediately receive whatever medical well, that attention would be a I miracle. could give him. Because he got shot by Aaron Burr. That's who I would gush over, Aaron Burr. <laughs> I, frankly, Alexander Hamilton gushed over Frank Burr. Pun oh, Frank Burr? Frank Burr? You said Frank Burr. Oh, I was looking at Frank. Hookie made a mistake. Wow. That's well, a rarity. Remember, he's still right. Hey, back. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, if, you got, if anybody out there, if you have any strong feelings about the Hall of Fame or you think I'm wrong, um, in my assessment, and you think Scott Rowland and Fred McGriff are clear Hall of Famers, I'd really love to hear your opinion. So please email us, and we'll go over the email address and everything in a little bit. Or don't email, and it'll just be a normal show. So <laughs> I feel McGriff more of a candidate. Well, I, th- I think a case can be made for McGriff. Ah, oh, pun the, intended. The, the thing about McGriff for me, he is the definition of what you were talking about earlier into being a compiler. He played from 1986 all the way to 2004. Oh, wow. So he played... That's longer than I was in high school. <laughs> it's only a couple of years more than Roland. It's only, a, yeah, a couple of years longer than Hookie was in high school. Um, all school together is really it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so anyway, it's, I, I think the case can be made for McGriff. I'm willing to listen to that. But the, I don't think a case can genuinely be made for Scotty Roland. Yeah. Doesn't stand out to me. All right, so moving on. Uh, so we've now covered hockey, basketball, and and baseball. You even talk about my Rangers, which is fine with me. Um, fr- Texas Frank, Rangers? would you like to talk about the Met signing? Yeah, sure. Go. Uh, they signed a player. Is he a real player or is he yeah. just a, a Met signed Jeff McNeil? Tell uh, us. Tell me give about me the Jeff numbers McNeil. again. Uh, it was $50 million guaranteed. I think that's five years, $50 million, or it might be four years, and he gets an extra year possible. I'm not sure whose call it is on that, where he can make $63 million total if that happens. But Jeff McNeil plays second base for the Mets primarily. He's like a spray hitter, so he's not a big home run guy or whatever, but he's a really good fielder as well. Four years, 50 can't imagine guaranteed. spray going far. He's actually pretty important to the team. Um, at least he was last year, so I'm happy about the signing. It's a good move. And, of course, we have a owner who's more than willing to spend all his money, so we had the money to do it. Hookie, I keep hearing a rumor that... Oh, really? That... At the high school? I don't teach at a high school. Well, where, where, where'd you hear the rumor? I keep hearing a rumor Where? that your Yankees are targeting Manny Machado. Where that, did you that hear that Manny rumor, Machado Dan? can opt out of his contract with the with the Padres? What is your after source? This I'd like season, that. And that the Yankees would love to bring him in to play third base. Get, What's get your out, source? Get man? out of the National League. Bye. I, I they were talking about it on the Major League Baseball Network, and I also heard it on sports radio. Oh wow! The Padres are at no loss for. Big names, that's for sure. I've got a whole bunch of them. Right. So would you like someone like Manny Machado manning the hot corner for your Yankees? I mean, it's fine. Oh, you know, I don't think I'd be upset by any means. Yeah, it'd be a good move it. for them. Well, he's not exactly young, though, and he's going to command a lot of money. Sounds like you. <laughs> Yankees aren't afraid to spend money. We know that. I, I command a lot so, of money. Okay. And you're not exactly thing. young. Oh, <laughs> I, w- I was going with the better part of that. Well, I was going with both. <laughs> both? both. Both aspects of that. Both. Okay, so. Thanks for axing me. <laughs> <laughs> um, Hookie, please don't ax me. If you ax me, there'll be blood all over the floor. I have here. to ax my mother. And 
they'll have to bring in special people to clean up the bodily fluids. Be a hot and mess. You'll get arrested for ha for um, using an axe in an improper way. <clears throat> they'll take you out of here in handcuffs. It'll be all over the news. I'm a detective, Dan. I don't so, think I'd get in trouble. Then our little podcast would become much more popular. <laughs> much more it? popular. <laughs> Brian would get really upset that all my blood would be all over his stuff. Uh, <laughs> yes, that's what, that's what he would be upset about. Brian yes. would be most upset if, if he stepped in it and his socks got wet. That's true, yes. <laughs> that is uncomfortable. And so, yeah, so we don't want any of that. So please don't ask me. You can ask me anything you'd like, but please don't ask me. And you never bring anybody anywhere. I, I can ask you anything you want. You may ask me anything you want. That's the kind of depth our friendship has. Live on the air? If you, that, if you so We're choose. We're not live. You're dead, Frank? God's not dead. Not dead yet. He's surely alive. <laughs> You're dead, Frank? Well, at this <laughs> I point... I don't feel dead. At this point, I'd like to transition and when we transition, we this talk is I about, do my read. We talk about Fox Brothers alarms. So if you have any if any burglar or fire alarm needs, Frank told me they filed for bankruptcy. They most certainly did not. That's what Frank told me. Why are you spreading false and uh, and somewhat not just not just false rumors, but you're spreading rumors that are very hurtful? I didn't hear what he said. He said that you told him that Fox <laughs> Brothers went uh, filed for bankruptcy. <laughs> he okay, he sure. Said, he just said, just like hurts. That's fine. I'll roll with that. No, that is <laughs> not true. said it, it must be true. So, Fox Brothers Alarms, if you have burglar or fire alarm needs, uh, we we would love to meet those needs with you. We'd love to talk with you about your burglar and fire alarm needs. They also offer uh, video camera and video recording uh, services, as well as access yeah. control and other things like that. So... Fox Brothers is a family-owned local uh, burglar and fire alarm company that has been in business for over 50 years, Hook. That's a long time. Five years. And they have many, many thousands of satisfied customers that are very thankful for their services. So if you have burglar or fire alarm needs, there's two main ways to get in touch with them. First of all, you can call them on the phone. It, their phone number is 1-800-FOX-BROS. Again, that's 1-800-F-O-X-B-R-O-S. And if you call them, especially during business hours, you want to ask for... Mark! Mark is correct. Mark is my younger brother, and he would love to talk to you about your burglar and fire alarm needs. Um... Uh, the other way to get in touch with them is to go via the internet, and you can go to their website, which is www.foxbrothersalarms.com. Again, that's www.foxbrothersalarms.com. At this point, my friend Frank wants to talk to you. We hold this podcast in Dan's basement. He set up this palatial studio for us here, and we're very grateful to Dan for allowing us to do it here. Thank you, Dan. You're welcome. We want to let you know that uh, this podcast, what we do here is, in order to communicate with us, the best way to do that is the email that we have set up. And that's sportswithfoxandfrank at gmail.com. Right, Dan? Yes. Sportswithfoxandfrank at gmail.com. And we would appreciate hearing from you. If you listen to the podcast and you want to make a comment, feel free to reach out to us on email. It's the best way. But another way is Facebook. You go onto Facebook, you punch in Sports Fellowship with Fox and Frank, and the page pops up. You'll see Hookie's handsome face right away. And everything relating to the podcast, including the podcast themselves, are on the Facebook page. You can also find Fox Brothers on the Facebook, or the book face, as some people call it. So, Definitely. Uh, Rich, do we have any emails tonight? Not tonight. No? Oh, Shauna didn't send an email. No, she did not send an email. I Neither guess did. Aaron doesn't let her have a laptop in the kitchen. <laughs> Neither did a special someone. <laughs> oh no, not from that special someone either. Okay. It's did, old. did you talk to her? Yes, I did. And um, she's doing okay. She's doing just fine. Yeah, okay. she's fine, Dan. I talk to her all the time. <laughs> so you, funny. you say that I should just give up. Um, you should definitely uh, find a new I'm, bit for I'm the saying, show. Um, be patient. Okay. All right. <laughs> I like it. Nice. 
So you tell them there's a chance. So what are my chances, Rich? One in ten? One in a hundred? More like one in a million. One in a million. So you're telling me there's a chance. Um, So, Hook, would you like to make any other inflammatory statements before we... Get get into uh, foot back into. I mean, football. I haven't made any inflammatory statements. <laughs> you just point. yes, you did make an inflammatory statement about Aaron and Shauna. I didn't. <laughs> I just said what the perspective was of why she wouldn't send an email to the show. By the way, we truly miss you on Wednesday nights, especially Victor. Victor, shout out. It. Victor misses you. I don't get it. He doesn't understand why you're not there. I don't get it. I- some people work for a living, Dan. Mm, I do. I'm still there. Wait, are you implying I don't work for a living? Correct. What's that thing I go to every day? Dan, I teach in my spare time, not on the clock. County jail. Wow. Anyway, so we're going to take a look back at conference. At, at divisional. Divisional, sorry. Divisional NFL Super Divisional Weekend. Yeah, last uh, Saturday, I didn't write this down, so I hesitated. But last Saturday at 4.30, the Jaguars took on Hookies Chiefs. Chiefs were a nine-point favorite, and uh, the game was competitive for a while. But uh, the Chiefs ended up pulling it out 27-20. They never really were in danger. Well, the best part about that game, um, Hookie didn't like this, but the best part was when Patrick Mahomes got injured and there was a huge question. There was like a cloud hanging over the Chiefs about whether or not he was going to be able to come back and whether he was going to be able to play. And uh, Hook and Hook's friend and Rich and myself were at at this table at a sports bar. And just at that moment... When the like the cloud is hanging over and the game is in doubt and the Chiefs' future is in doubt, that's when Rich decided to rapid fire a bunch of questions at Uki. <laughs> like right then, like as we're all like gasped a little bit, we're all the, dude, like you dude, could hear a pin drop due to his lack of sports sense. Yes, <laughs> like you could hear a pin drop in the restaurant, and he's and, and Rich is like, "Hook, what are you?" <laughs> Like the death stare that Hookie gave Rich was just so precious. It was just so that. perfect. I miss that. So. Yeah. So Dan turns around and looks at me and tells me to shut up. I'm like giving him the side going, just cut it, cut it, stop, Rich, stop. This is not the time. So, yeah. I don't remember that. It was uh, quite a humorous moment. Yeah, so the Chiefs handled the Jags. What, any thoughts on the game? No, I mean, it was a dominant performance. Um, Jags clearly didn't belong in the playoffs at all. Um, I mean, did 27, you... 27-20 doesn't sound dominant. Other than the fact that it was your team, to me, um, the, the, the Jaguars' young quarterback looked like he took a step forward this year. My biggest concern was I ordered a buffalo chicken cheesesteak and got a buffalo wrap. Yeah, that that is that is stinky. Yeah, so but I ate it. I don't complain. You know me. Yep. Just go with the flow. Yep. That's that's you to a T. Yeah. So we all picked the Chiefs. Well, right, rightly. Well, Dan didn't. Going going he forward. Didn't. No, I didn't. Did. Yes, Dan no, did. I didn't. Did Infinity. I didn't. Um, going forward, Hook, uh, what's the prognosis on? Patrick Mahomes and his ankle. Well, Patrick Mahomes actually had a dislocated ankle all season, and he actually popped it back into place in that game. So he's going to be better. It was a high that. ankle sprain, supposedly. That's what okay. they said. So I don't know. They said he left anything the about a dislocation. I actually saw an X-ray of it today. They said he left the stadium without one of those walking boots, which was, if it was a high ankle sprain, that's a minor miracle. Okay. They kept calling it that, and they still are. So. Yeah. So I, I, I just, never ever heard that it was dislocated, and I'm saying it's no, wrong. No, I he just, said it was dislocated earlier in year. the season, and then that injury actually, he said, popped it back in. Hmm. So does he or does he not have a high ankle sprain now? I I don't know. I'm not a doctor. Who would be able to answer that better than I can? Being a doctor. At Being all. a doctor. Trying to pull up the X-ray right now. Well. Um, I mean, because that's the biggest question mark coming from that game. There's film of him in practice today, and he didn't look like he was bothered. 
Right. That's interesting. Well, I, I, I heard an interview with him as I was driving in my car. And in the interview, he said that he's got to, um, that he thinks that the only impact it will have is him second guessing himself and throwing the ball because he's going to think to himself, is his, um, is his ankle or his foot in the right position to be able to with to be able to hold his weight as he shifts it as he throws. That's what he said. He said, "Am I gonna am, am I gonna like take an extra half second? Uh, am I gonna take an extra half second of hesitancy um, before I pull the trigger throwing the ball? Because I'm gonna be thinking about whether my foot is in the right position to handle the weight as it shifts as I throw the ball." Right. So, are you worried, Hook? You worried about the ankle? No, the not foot, whatever. Okay, I figured not. Okay, uh, so yeah, we all picked the the Chiefs except so. for Dan. No, Dan picked the Dan, Chiefs. Dan, you always pick against me. That's the rule. No, not when it comes to the Chiefs. I'm a little confused no. how that works. Okay, so okay, go ahead, Frank. Eight fifteen on Saturday, Giants <clears throat> at the Eagles, and this wasn't a game; it was a blowout. Uh, Eagles seven point favorite, thirty eight to seven. Eagles win. For some reason, Allen and Hookie chose the Giants. So yeah, this was we a game were, we were split. This was a game that could have went either way. <laughs> uh, yeah, that that one play really turned it around. There was a couple calls, the kickoff calls by the ref. That, yeah, uh, the 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 Eagles could have could have ran up a whole lot more yardage, but the end zone kept getting in the way. The Giants were exposed in this game. The Giants were frauds. I'm sorry, Daniel Hooks. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm sorry, there, our dear friends, Jim Ferguson. And Alan Jackson, uh, I know you're diehard fans, but in your heart, you know your team was a fraud this year. Yeah, I think that uh, Alan Jackson was drinking the Giants Kool Aid and uh, came to a real hey, big game. step. I didn't get big, any Kool Aid. Big step forward for them. I yeah, mean, no doubt. They had a good year. It it is it's a, a a big difference what a coach that that teaches discipline and allows the other team to make mistakes and then capitalizes on those mistakes. Was the uh, Kool Aid next to the pizza? No, there was no Kool-Aid tonight. Oh, it was just pizza you had? No, there's there's pizza for you. Interesting. So Yeah, so I mean something to look forward there's, to. Yeah, if you're a if you're a Giants fan, uh do, doing we we I'm said not. we were gonna do we said we were gonna do the autopsy on on Jacksonville. You have to be excited if you're a Jacksonville fan, uh, because the expectations for this team were not anywhere near close to where how far they went. They played pretty good defense, and, especially second half of the yeah. season, and, and uh, Trevor Lawrence has come a long way. Right, Trevor Lawrence looks like the it quarterback he was predicted to be. If in this coming up draft they get him a couple weapons, uh, especially on the outside, uh, they really have something there. Mm-hmm. So then if you want to do the autopsy on the Giants, the Giants have a lot more question marks in that the Giants still have a very suspect offensive line. Their defense this year played a lot better than what people thought they would, mm-hmm. but they still have problems at wide receiver, offensive line, and the question is, do you really trust Daniel Jones? Um do you give Daniel Jones the big extension, or do you walk away from him? They did not give him the fifth-year option. They declined his fifth-year option, so he will be a free agent here in a couple of weeks. It sounds like they're keeping him. Right, but are they going to tag him? Because if they franchise tag him, they're going to have to pay him over $25 million. What if they freeze tag him? What does that mean, Hook? The game. If you tag somebody and they can't move until they unfreeze or tag them? How much money does that cost? Not a lot. <laughs> it's more of a hustle play. Here's the thing about Jones. This is just my opinion. But we haven't seen him with multiple weapons at receiver. We haven't seen him with, you know, um, all the tools he needs around him to see just how good he is. Well, I don't think he can take tools on the field. So we'll see if they can do that, if they can bring him some. Take him or bring him? Take well, if they can bring some tools to him, yes, Does it take they can a bring P or some, leave a P. Some a big time wide receiver, maybe a good tight end. Yeah, we'll see. But I'm, that, that jury's young, still out. Though that young tight end started to emerge there in the second half of the I season. I mean, he looked good at times. He's mobile. He uses his mobility well. It's kind of Josh Allenish. Mm-hmm. And Debo, the coach, Day is ball. the one who is Dayball. Yeah, is the one who was given all the credit. You know, for Josh Allen's success, and Josh Allen 
what success? Kind of regressed a little bit in the playoffs this year. Sure. But we'll get to that. Okay. Sunday. Sunday at 3, the Bengals and the Bills went at it in Buffalo, where it was snowing. Bengals, Bills, Buffalo. Seeing that, I figured, whoa, this is really a Bills kind of scenario. You know, they had the Hamlin come back. Bears, Beats, All the the, uh, emotion and so on. You figure the Bills are going to take this game. But no, the Bengals really handled the Bills, beat them 27 to 10. We were split again. This time, Dan and Hookie went with the Bengals, which means that Self and Allen went with the Bills. Who they think they can beat them Bengals? The Bills were just completely dominated. Nobody. Completely dominated. So, well, Josh Allen uh, definitely regressed, and his regression showed those the most glaringly in this game, um, in that he was out there taking some unnecessary chances and uh, put his team in some bad situations. And the Bengals' defense played very solid, and their offense is already really tough to stop. So, you know, it just the, – the Bengals' offense just rolled down the field and put up some points, and Josh Allen couldn't play catch-up. Well, I think the scenario we talked about last week was the Bills' pass rush versus the weakened Bengals' offensive line. It is. And nothing helps an offensive line more than snow. Yeah. Because the pass rush can't get off to start with, and I think that was the difference in the game. Sure. Joe Burrow has been playing Garbage. very well. He's a good player. Terrible. And um, that will reveal itself this week as well. Joe Gardis. So if we're going to take an autopsy of for, for the sake of, of our dear friend Matt, uh, if we're going to take an autopsy of the Bills, where do the Bills go from here? Hopefully another city. <laughs> they need a running game. Yes. Because in the playoffs especially – it's good to have a good defense and a good running game. And they have no running game whatsoever unless Josh Allen is running the ball. That's their problem. And that's Josh Allen would be better if they can run the ball and he can play off a of play action and so on. Well, my question for that is, yes, they clearly need a complement there. But is it the fact that they don't have the talent in the backs they have? Or is it that their offensive line isn't so good at opening holes yeah, in the running good game? Good question. Don't know. Because I didn't see a whole lot of holes on Sunday afternoon for the running backs. Mm. The running backs, you know, had the ball and were trying to pound it up through the holes and stuff, and the holes closed, and the Bengals' defense was able to fill them with linebackers and stuff and and make the plays. I mean, they weren't really getting tackles for loss, but they weren't getting much yardage running the ball. Yeah, and the Bengals do run the ball well. Right. They have a solid back. No, I'm saying— But they had backup— Offensive linemen, and they still ran the ball well. Yes. So, I don't know. I mean, uh, the Bills are too one-dimensional. True. On offense. And their defense really didn't play up to the standard of what was expected either this year. Sure. So, they did lose an important player. Mm-hmm. So, 6.30 on Sunday. We can just skip over this and not talk no, about it. No, no, <laughs> no. Our Cowboys took on the 49ers. They went to San Francisco and and uh, we were all on San Francisco on this one. They were a three and a half point favorite and they did win 19 to 12. I do think everyone on the Cowboys played well enough to win except for one player. Yeah, I would agree. I would agree with you. Wholeheartedly. Dan's favorite player, the one he ranks very highly. No, Dak Prescott took, took, a, took, took a big step backward this year. Um, he re- regressed in a big way this year, yep. uh, not just in the playoffs, but all over the entire season. Um, he just did not play like the player he has been the last couple years. And um, in, in the playoff game, he was hesitant. The first interception, the, like I heard talking heads and announcers try to blame that interception on the receiver, Michael Gallup. And if you watch the play, it is not the receiver's fault. The receiver broke, and he was open when he broke, and then he his, he was done with his route, and he stopped, and Dak threw the ball way too late. Uh, the receiver was open, and he threw it after the receiver had stopped, after his route was over, and the defensive back just easily stepped in front and picked it off. Um, so that was totally Dak's fault. The second interception was also Dak's fault because, again, he threw it late. 
uh, to a receiver who was open, and before Fred Warner was able to close, if he had uh, pulled the trigger and thrown the ball when C.D. Lamb broke across the across the middle, he was open. He was open by about two yards, but then uh, Fred Warner dropped back from his middle linebacker spot into coverage, and he was right there to make the interception because the ball was thrown way too late. Now, he didn't make the interception, but he tipped the ball up, and the ball going yeah. up ended up being intercepted. That's the one that Dak described as, I was trying to throw it low so that it wouldn't be intercepted, and then it was, of course, tipped by Warner, like you said. It still was a, it was a ball thrown way too late, and and then even even without even with the interceptions, the the Cowboys defense put them in position to still be in that game, and yep. Dak could not come up with a big drive. Can we talk about how funny the last play of the game was? Sure, that Actually, was hilarious. It was. That was so funny. That's where they lined up the Cowboys. Ezekiel, uh, you know, fifteen center. million yeah. dollar running back yeah, right. at center, and, and got knocked his He got up. crushed. It was actually, and funny. then Dax throws the ball too high, gets yep. his receiver killed. Yep. And I just I don't understand. I don't know what the answer is because the week before I do, but we're not getting that. Back to me, so. that is the definition of the cherry on top. Mm-hmm. To exclam- the exclamation point at the end of the Cowboys season. Sure, but the week before, when Dallas played in the playoffs during the uh, wild card, the Super Wild Card weekend, Dak played the best game I've seen him play in two or three years. It was a complete game. He was on target. He was on time and, and managed the game and managed the ball well. And then I also heard some of the announcers saying that Dak was under pressure a lot. He was not. The Cowboys' offensive line played their butts off mm-hmm. in that game. Um, yes, somebody like Bosa did get him a couple times, but it was on on plays that Dak tried to step up or Dak tried to buy himself more time to, to be able to throw the ball. And I'm sorry, the Cowboys, as Hook put it very succinctly, everyone on the team played well enough to win except for number four. And that's not acceptable yeah. when you're paying him forty plus million dollars a year. That's the point. And according right to there. Danny's a top ten quarterback. So. That's the point right there. And he took ownership of it, but I don't care that he took ownership of it. Right. You know, he I took mean, ownership every time the Cowboys lost with him at the helm, and they they should have beaten. Um, they should have, have have beaten the the two losses coming down the stretch. They had no business losing to the Washington Football Team, the the Commandos. Um, Josh, I know you and your dad like to you know celebrate how great your team is, but Dallas had that game and, and gaffed it away on stupid mistakes that they made, and then uh, and Dak accepted blame for that when they lost to Jacksonville. That was completely Dak's fault that game, and he got up there and owned it. But it's one thing to own it, and I like that. But if it doesn't change, exactly. if things don't change, I don't care if you're going to own it. Just yep. a verbal owning. Absolutely. The yeah. definition of insanity is is, um, is doing something over and over again the same way and expecting different results. Yep. I think it's lessons plans. Well, we're stuck with Dak for a while, Dan. So at least the next. Hopefully, two he wakes years. up at some point for our sake, but we'll see. So with the picks for the week, Dan, you swept us. You were four and zero. Good job. I was three and one. Hookie was three and one. Allen, two and two. I was a close three and one. So for the playoffs right now, Dan, myself, and Allen, all seven and three, and Hookie, you're six and four. It's anybody's game here. Oh, wow. All right. Well, we are going to charge, and I mean charge, into... Power company charge? Well, no, not the chargers. We're going to charge as in like a, a thundering herd. Of what? Uh, of whatever you'd like it to be. Cattle? Sure. Cows. Brown cows. Deers. We're going to charge into the NFL Division Championship Weekend. NFL Division Championship Weekend. Isn't it Conference Championship Weekend? Conference Championship Weekend. I do want to say, I feel like the best four teams are left. In the NFL. I really do. So I'm looking forward to the games. I think they're going to be exciting. We got the 49ers at the Philadelphia Eagles at 3 o'clock on Sunday. 
A Eagles are a two and a half point favorite in this one. I am going to go and take the 49ers. Give me the Niners. I think the number one rated defense is going to uh, beat the number one rated offense. Defense wins championships. Give me the defense. Okay, Hookie. Well, I think Dan's wrong. Um, That's unusual. I am going to go with the Eagles. I believe, or I just think as we look at I think it's very close. But it's difficult for me to believe a seventh-round quarterback, even though he's played well and played within himself, is going to be able to continue that endlessly. At some point, he's, he's got to stumble and face adversity, and uh, I think this is a week. So, I happen to uh, fully agree with Hookie. Yeah, um, makes sense. The Eagles have been the best team all year, if you look at the record. Way better than the Cowboys. They... Um, have have a, a dynamic quarterback who does have a shoulder issue. If he were to get hit and the Niners are a physical team, I could see a scenario there where the Eagles would be in big trouble, but I'm banking on him staying healthy. I don't want the Eagles to win, but when I look at the game, I feel like it's the end of the line for the young quarterback, as you said. Also, I understand it's supposed to be a little blustery this weekend, so we'll see how that goes for the young quarterback. What does blustery mean? Windy, kind of cool. Brisk. So we'll see if that factors into San Francisco's offense. Supposed at to be all. supposed to be in the upper thirties. Right. At the and at windy kickoff, though, I think. And then it's supposed to rain by the second half. There you go. That's even better. Sounds blustering to me. I like the Eagles in their running game. Uh Dan Allen is with you, so we're split. He's got the 49ers. Then the AFC Championship. The AFC Championship game starts at six thirty on Sunday. Oh, by the way, Allen. Tremendous performance on Sunday. Allen injured his knee at church on Sunday and continued fighting through it and did a fantastic slideshow. I didn't hear about the knee. No, he he, he was banged up pretty bad. How did he it, hurt his knee? It was very Pat Mahomes-ish. He, uh, okay. he I was mean, day-to-day? He could barely walk. <laughs> he could barely walk. It's on the IR. And he finished the PowerPoint. So I, I, I told him at that point that I, you know, that was a Pat Mahomes, you know, Type performance, and well, I good just for want to him. give him a shout out for that. Okay, good, good to know. So at six thirty, the Bengals take on the Chiefs, who are a one point favorite in I, Kansas City. I'm going to defer to Hookie because it's his team to start us. Sure. Yeah, I think this is the easiest path the Chiefs have ever had to the Super Bowl. The Bengals are a joke of a team. Um, they have nothing to offer here. Um, and the question isn't who will win, it's how many touchdowns will Kansas City win by. So my answer is three. Wow. Um, considering that the last three times they've played at Arrowhead. Oh, Dan's a talking head all of a sudden. Joe Burrow has merged victorious. Yes. He's been down 28-0, 21-3. True. I, I'm not One denying that. Travis Kelsey I said, fumble. I said merged victorious. But people want to act like they're good. So... I think that offense is good. I do think that offense is good. And I, I think that them being down three players on their offensive line hurt them. But they had the same scenario last year in the playoffs. And so uh, I think it's going to be a really interesting game. I, I think, I, I'm not sure the Chiefs have the horses on defense to keep up with that Bengals offense. Now they have the horses on offense to outscore that offense. Yeah, when, I mean... If there's any team that has a horse on the field, the Chiefs did have a horse on the field for a period of time. Uh, they do not have that An horse actual anymore. horse? Yes. Yeah. Eric Berry was afraid of him. But, um, <laughs> yeah, the Chiefs don't play any horses. The, the I think it's going to be a wonderful game, and I'm very much too. looking forward to it. But And so my selection this week is between the Chiefs and the Bengals, I'm taking the Chiefs! By how many touchdowns, Dan, is the real question. Um, the Chiefs are a two-point favorite, Frank? They are a one-point favorite. Oh, okay, I'm going to take the Chiefs by a field goal. All right. That means Allen also to the Chiefs, making me... You don't know that. The Lone Wolf. I'm going with Cincy. That's, and that's usually a good sign the for the Chiefs. Only, <laughs> the only reason I'm going for them is the Mahomes injury. I think it... He, I don't really think he's going to be as mobile as he could be, and that could factor in. So I'm going to go ahead and reach out and take the Bengals. i got nothing to lose. 
That is correct. It's going to be close. I mean, the reason it's a one-point spread, so it'll be a close game. It's your funeral. <laughs> yeah, I'll get over it. Greek god of the forward pass. That is what Pat Mahomes is, he the is. Greek god of the forward pass. He is pass. amazing. Got nothing. Nothing bad to say about him. It's going to be an exciting weekend of football there on Sunday. Great night at Burrowhead. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we're going to wrap up this podcast. And In when what we, foil? We, when we wrap it up, uh, we Saran want to shout. Wrap? We want to uh, talk a little bit about our church. Uh, for our church is First Baptist Church. We're at eight ten Red School Lane in Phillipsburg, New Jersey, and we meet on Sunday at. 10 o'clock, right, Dan? 10 o'clock. The one thing I need to add with Alan's performance on the slides is it's better than anything I've ever seen Rich do. <laughs> so. He is amazing on those slides. What's, They're right on time. This, on time is the key to it. <laughs> it is. It really is. Not only do the slides change on time, he's there on time. So you can come and see the great work of either Alan or the pretty good work of Rich. Rich, I appreciate you and everything you do for our church. I do, too. It's just hard to follow along when the slides are that slow. Sometimes Rich gets there in time, too. Yeah, it's, been, it's, it's been several weeks. It so. happens. So we love S- him. Sometimes Rich claims that the email went to his junk folder, and, th- and therefore he doesn't need to come to church on time. I don't claim it. It's true. That You should still be at church on time, though. No, I'm talking should about be a song. The, the soundboard. I know, but you should still be there on time. I get there on time to do the soundboard. Yeah, so that's that's us. We're First Baptist. We're in Phillipsburg, 810 Red School Lane, Phillipsburg, New Jersey, 08865. And we'd love to see you there at 10 o'clock on Sunday. Dan, um, we also have an option in case you can't make it to the church for an online version of the services. And that's Dan will come to your house. And Dan always loves to talk about that. So, Dan, <laughs> tell us what you know about the... I doubt it. Tell us what you know about the so online version. If, if you're unable, if you're unable to make it to our church services live and in person, which we we'd love to see you live and in person, prefer. Um, but if you're not in our local area or you're not comfortable coming in person, there's several options where you can watch which our services live um, on on the internet. First of all, you can go to YouTube and watch watch it on YouTube live. By going to the search bar and typing in First Baptist Church, Phillipsburg, New Jersey, it will take you there, and you can watch our services there. You can watch it on Facebook Live by doing the same thing with the search bar um, on Facebook. Or you can go to our church website. Our church website is www.fbcpberg.org. Again, that's www.fbcpberg.org. And uh, if you go there, you can watch the services live or... If you're interested in a particular like sermon series uh, or something that from services of the past, you, you can go and you can uh, hear the audio version only or watch the video and audio version, whichever you prefer. And you might, if you look, you can even find some sermons by Hookie. Jason Mahorsky. Yeah, he's on there. And... Uh, but the most important thing to us about our our online presence and our, our church website is the online communication card. If you go on there and if you need someone to talk to or you need you have a prayer request, you're going through something. Like we were just discussing earlier, our, our beloved brother <coughs> who just had uh, open heart surgery. Dak Prescott. Glenn Perkins. <laughs> uh, and we are very thankful that he's doing he's doing okay. And uh, he's slowly but surely recovering. Uh, I'm sure he's cracking everybody up there at the hospital, too. But if you have someone that you'd like us to pray for because of a physical ailment or something like that, or you're you're going through something, you know, we're here for you. We would love to pray for you. If you fill out that communication card, you don't, if you're not comfortable leaving us your personal information, that's perfectly fine. You can remain anonymous. Or if you'd like someone to contact you. Um, or be pr- talk with you or, and pray with you, or if you have a physical need that uh, we might be able to help you with, please reach out to us using the online communication card at our church website, which is www.fbcpberg.org. Yep, we love sports, but we love Jesus more, and we'd love to see you at our church All right. on Sunday. We, uh, we're going to wrap this podcast up, but we want to shout out our friend Victor and his wonderful sister, Agata. And um, we want to shout out um, Aaron and Shauna. We're looking forward to having Aaron back from Colorado. Um, Aaron's in Colorado? Temporarily. Temporarily. 
What's he doing there? Probably skiing. Really? <laughs> um, so, <laughs> so without I'm any further ado, we want we want to wrap this podcast up. That's all and you want to I'm going to turn out. it over to my friend Frank. May the love of Christ fill your heart. Football, baseball, tennis, basketball, even sports exotic. Oh. You get guys in soccer and if it's a sport, they've got it. Yeah. They have weird conversations about anything they think. Oh. They have so much in common, it's like their brains are in sync. Twins. We got Fox with the jokes. We got Frank with the knowledge. Oh. They care about all ages. They talk about pro league and college. Is. They have that high quality content talking about the teams with their big boy shoes and their big boy dreams on. Oh. Yeah, you know who it is. Sports Fellowship. Number one. Follow Fox and Frank now.